All right, race fans, let's get rowdy. The next 60 minutes will be two men talking one thing and one thing only, racing. From the third tracks of the Carolinas to the super speedways of Daytona and Talladega, no race is too big or small for this duo. Ladies and gentlemen, these are our hosts, Rowdy Maglite and Kyle Magda. This is the Rowdy Maglite Show. I'd like to welcome you to a Monday morning the Rowdy Maglite Show. I'm still on my way from the Coke Zero Sugar 400. A wet weekend, but by gosh, we got her in. And Hey, kudos, Kyle, to everybody that stuck that thing out and showed up. If you like crashes, you went home with them. Rememberable time, because it wasn't nothing but a junkyard when it was over. Kyle, let me tell you, when that 400 started, that last start, 21 laps to go, I walked down through there, and I'm going to download this on my YouTube page, so if you want to see what I'm telling you the truth, there was three sides. I couldn't see the passenger side, door because they won't let you stroll through there. But all three sides that I could see, had some kind of damage, the most tape I've ever seen on cars, grills, front ends. You know, kudos to NASCAR to getting it done. I mean, let's get the race done and let's decide the winner through the checkered flag. It cleared up. Actually, guys, once that was over, the skies turned blue, and it wasn't nothing but sunshine till I left last night about 7.30. Been a long weekend, Kyle. Friday night's race. Friday night's race, guys. If you didn't see that, go on my TikTok page. You'll see the entrance for it to uh, where they roll out the cars. It's got the Rolex sign with a timepiece on it. As they zoom by, you look down through there, and it says 15 to 1. It got over at 128. Another one of them boneyards at the end, guys. Uh, Kyle, what was your perspective on, on the TV side? First of all, uh, the Xfinity race started too late for me. I was already knocked out by then. Um, you know, but, uh, but we've seen the playoff bubble basically get bursted both days. Uh, Jeremy Clemens picking up the win in the Xfinity race, locking into the playoffs, just like he did in 2017. And uh, Austin Dillon uh, coming out on the other side of that accident and uh, holding on, actually going on and winning, uh, Rowdy. But uh, I thought the race was over once uh, 21 to go hit in the cup race. Uh, I know there was really nobody left um, after that accident. But, uh, yeah, Austin Dillon gets in. You know, I think having a teammate in Tyler Reddick was a big help, um, you know, definitely being up there. And uh, now both Richard Childress Racing cars are in the playoffs for 2022. So um, Martin Truex Jr. misses the playoffs by three points, I think, what, what, the, what the final uh, thing was. Um, Ryan Blaney, both were involved in accidents. Um, not out of shock there, but uh, Ryan Blaney uh, got into an accident early in the race, and then Truex got collected later on. So uh, Truex did finish eighth. Uh, Ryan Blaney, I think, finished 15th, but he hadn't. I mean, he was he was high enough up in the running order, 
at that point really wasn't a big deal. So Ryan Blaney gets the last playoff spot. Martin Truex Jr. is out. So I thought that was a really big story out of the weekend. Uh, you know, anytime you have a big team like Penske or Gibbs not making the playoffs. And he finished second last year to Kyle Larson, not to mention. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't know where out. It was just something about either winning the title or finishing second in the points uh, just as a curse or a hex or something. I don't know what it is. It just doesn't. I don't know, it just never turns out good the year after. I don't know why. It's just, I don't know, that's just history, I guess. Well, Kyle, if you don't mind, let's play Jeremy in victory lane, or the, in the deadline room. I got the pitchers in victory lane, and uh, we got the uh, victory lane, uh, the deadline room. Jeremy, we are joined by... Our race winner tonight, Jeremy Clements, driver number 51. <laughs> sorry. Oh, there you they, Sorry about that. <laughs> and then, okay, we'll go ahead and open it up to questions. Uh, go ahead and raise your hand, and we'll get you a wireless mic to you. Go ahead and start over here. Right here. Right here. Dustin Ovino, JC.com. Jeremy, you told me a couple, I guess, weeks ago that you really wanted to deliver a, a win for this team. Uh, <laughs> n- now that you... Did you believe that, first of all? Did you believe you could? Mm, not really. <laughs> I mean, it's just, uh, you know, we're just an underfunded small team, and uh, obviously when I, we have our ducks in a row, we can run pretty competitively, but to win is a tall task. But, uh, man, we won at Daytona. Like, I'm just uh, I'm dumbfounded. I'm shocked. I'm speechless. So I, I'm still trying to figure this out, <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm just so grateful that we were able to do it. I can't believe it. What's it mean to deliver it for you and, and, and the four full-time employees that you guys have? Oh, obviously, it's it's the world. I mean, to to get these guys a win, um, and my sponsors, these guys, this All South Electric One Stop Convenience Store, they've been with me for uh, All South's been with me ten years plus. Uh, One Stop was my first sponsor on a go kart when I was seven. So, and they're here, so uh, that gives me chills. But uh, yeah, it's just incredible. There's no words to describe it. So happy to get these guys, my team, my my, my dad, and uh, everybody a win, man. Uh, at Daytona, we won it legit. There was no BS caution or uh, rain or whatever. Anything happened, we won uh, hands down. So it's pretty co- damn cool. Thank you. Okay, we'll go over here to Bob, Dalton, and Dustin. Uh, Bob Pockers, Fox Sports. I think when I talked to you, maybe Road America, you were a little bit down. You weren't sure, you know, exactly how competitive you be now that you get this win? What does that mean for your program and, like, just, you know, how you kind of looked at your season five hours ago compared to now? Yeah, I mean, it's been a rough season for sure. We've, we've been in a lot of wrecks. I mean, the, the first race here we started, uh, made had the fastest lap of the race and got wrecked very early and didn't even have a shot. And that was, that was kind of like the start of our season, the way it just, and we've been in the wrong place, wrong time, numerous times. And then we've had some good runs. We've had a top five at Loudoun. Uh, we've had good runs of the road courses, had speed, but just never was able to put it together. And, um, you know, this is a speedway race, obviously, so anything can happen. But we were the ones that survived for once. And, and I've had my fair share of, uh, of wrecks and everything. So just to win is incredible. Hopefully we get some uh, – some help from Chevy and other people for the for the playoffs now since we're in them again and and we can really step up our program to to try to even advance from the first round. I, I really don't even know the races, uh, you know, from where we start. I think I know Bristol's the last cutoff race, and then hell, I don't even know where we race after that to be honest. <laughs> 
Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> yeah, wow, okay. Uh, I feel good about one of those tracks, but uh, Texas and Talladega are like, yeah. Uh, just because we won here tonight does not mean anything about Talladega, so... Um, but yeah, I mean, we're just going to give it all we got. We have nothing to lose. I mean, we're, this is all, all from here is a bonus. So I'm just, uh, happy to be here with you guys drinking a bush light. Go ahead, Dalton. Jeremy, Dalton dot com. Yeah. I, when we were back here in February, you were involved in an early incident and you were upset when that occurred with the driver who was at fault for it. I can't imagine you were actually looking forward to coming back here after that, and I can imagine that you probably were not imagining that you were going to win this race. No, I definitely didn't imagine we win. I mean, we, we don't have the best speedway package, really. Uh, we built our own engine, so we're off a little on power-wise, but I'm um, hoping Chevy will will help us uh, get what we need for the playoffs. But, yeah, I mean, that, that, was, a, that was a rookie there in the first race, and he messed up, and, um, you know, he just doesn't have a lot of experience. I was just where he ended up unfortunately so you know it's part of it. it's racing it sucked uh put us out early and then um you know coming back you just gotta clean have a clean slate you gotta have a short memory in this in this racing stuff and uh keep moving forward hey babe <laughs> there's my wife <laughs> dustin long nbc sports uh, a few things jeremy just to clarify you, you only have four full-time employees with your shop Yes. Yeah. I mean, we'll have four full time and then we'll have like, you know, a guy that's a firefighter come in, you know, every other when he can, really. So, uh, yeah, we've got a very small team. And you're working on the cars or what are you having to do? Unfortunately. You still got to prepare still. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, I have to do everything from, uh, you know, getting the sponsors, booking hotel rooms. I mean, anything it takes, sweeping the floor, putting the shifter in, chassis down in the car. Uh, it, it all ends with me, so I got to make sure everything's uh, right, and it's a full-time job for sure. So uh, it, it's a lot, to be honest, when you're when you're trying to juggle all that stuff. But yeah, we're a very small team, and uh, we've been here a long time, obviously. So uh, hopefully, we can we can keep making our program better and better. A couple other things. Um, I know every team is different, so I don't want to certainly compare, but certainly we see Brandon Brown's team. You know, he's faced a family team, faced financial struggles, and he's had to get out of the car for people to be put, go in the car with sponsorship. How have you guys maintained or have you guys not gotten to that point where, you know, you'd have to bring in somebody as opposed to you, or have you guys actually come close to that in the past? No, not really. I mean, we've been very smart over these years, honestly. Uh, you know, we've, we've got to cut a lot of corners, a lot of corners that cost speed. But, you know, we built our own engines, which I said that earlier. That cuts, that cuts a lot of the cost down for sure. So, no, we've never been to that point. And um, we can, at the end of the year, we can make money and pay our guys good and try to keep them around and make our stuff better and better and buy, try to buy newer and newer stuff. But, uh yeah, we've been we've been fortunate. I mean, yeah, I would love to just burn through a lot of money and and make our stuff the best it can be, rent the best engines and everything. But uh, have engine we have zero engineering. We have no engineers, <laughs> so there's there's definitely some things I would love to do, but we have to not we can't do them if we're going to keep doing this. So or we just got to get mo more money. That's all it comes down to. But uh, we've got so many good sponsors behind us and partners that. We're, we're a team, we spend an eighth of what a big team spends for a race. So uh, it's a lot more affordable for a sponsor to be in our, our car. Um, after winning the race, you kept saying, what the hell, what the hell happened? Why, why were you so dumbfounded 
I mean, we, I won because I won. I mean, uh, I didn't. I didn't even think that we had a shot. And uh, you know, I just was like, wow, it's just, it's like the, it just everything went the way the way it should for us to win. And I, I just, I'm just shocked. I can't, I can't believe. It. I mean, we, I didn't have a car to win if everybody survived. I mean, I couldn't beat. You know, Almondinger and the 21, those guys are incredibly fast. Their, their, their Chevys were just stupid fast. I couldn't keep up with them, really, unless I had somebody pushing me. So um, they just had some misfortune. And then AJ got back up there and uh, got beside me, and I was able to side draft him and slow him down. And then I don't know where the hell he went. <laughs> I was like, uh, man, we, we just took off all of us. It's like we hit nitrous. And uh, so I just I was just watching my mirror the whole time, listening to Chris Monez, my spotter, and uh, – and it's just incredible. I, I don't. I'm sorry I said that so much, but I'm just uh, shocked that we won because we're, you know, I, I was thinking if we get the top ten and bring this car on one piece, that'd be a great day. <laughs> Go ahead, Jeremy. Congratulations, Deb Williams, RacingTheDay.com. You mentioned afterwards about thanking God for protecting your hand. What exactly happened to your hand, and when did that occur? Uh, yeah, I, in 2004, I had a drive shaft in my dirt lay model come in uh, through the car and about rip my hand off and I got a skin graft on it and 10 surgeries a year out of racing and uh so what I meant was uh thank God for saving my hand that I could even be in a race car and uh so I mean I owe it all to him for sure he was definitely with me tonight I can't that wreck on the back stretch the big wreck I mean how we got through that I, d I don't know I mean that's incredible and uh yeah the good Lord's been with us and and definitely blessed us and uh we won, so it's it just it's a good feeling. I got a, I got a hand that I can drive with. I mean, the doctors literally told me you'll never race again, and I was like, y'all are crazy. You just 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 do your job and make it the best you can, and we'll figure it out from there. <laughs> Thank you. Dale McFadden, uh, Speed Sport. Uh, two questions. First, for the record, how how many beers have been consumed since the trigger flag? Well, you know, they gave me a half of one in Victory Lane. Somebody asked, like, one of those guys drank it. <laughs> I don't know who drank it. I mean, Billy Bob, who, for all I know. And then uh, my man over here, um, I don't know where he went. He's gone. <laughs> he gave me this bush okay. light, and it's right. about out. So okay. really just one and a half. So okay. I can right. I can consume a few more. I'm not driving no more. I'm done for the night. <laughs> I drove all I wanted. <laughs> don't worry about that. All right. So, Jeremy, it's been it's been five years since the Road America win. Um, so, just to kind of tell us, like, what have the last five years been like, struggling to get back to a moment like this for you guys? Well, it's been tough, obviously. I mean, you know, winning at Road America that was unexpected too. Um, we just had a fast car that day, played good strategy, and and we won, and that was an incredible day for for the small guys. And then. Um, you know, Daytona is an equalizer. You you can get here and and survive and be in the draft and have a shot, and we showed that tonight. You know, there were several times I I backed out because I thought these guys are gonna wreck, and they did. And for once, I was right. So I've been here so many times and done every which way that um, you know nothing nothing I've done has worked for the most part. I think my best I don't know what my best finish is here. Honestly, I don't even know. Maybe eighth. Um, I know Bob will know. He's he's on everything. He knows everything. <laughs> so I think it's eighth, really. Uh, maybe, but um, yeah, just I've had so bad luck here. So uh, I, I think it was just it was our time to have some good luck. Twenty-four. Oh wow! Thanks, Bob. 
you're you're always so fast. <laughs> last question. We, we we don't know what the the winning purse is anymore. I don't either. Like this, but just just but can you give us an idea? I like, can look on NASCAR members if I have my phone. <laughs> could you could you just give us an idea like just financially in the short term what winning this will do for you guys going forward? I mean, that's a good question. I don't even know what it pays to win, like you just said. I mean, I, d- I don't even look at that, but till after the race, I'll look, I'll glance at it and see. You know, uh, you know, when we came here and wrecked the first race, it cost twenty, thirty thousand dollars to fix that car, uh, and uh, that was uh, about mm, more than half the purse that we won. So hopefully, it was a good paying race. Literally, no clue. I don't, I don't know. I don't look at it before we. I look at it after. So hopefully, you, you guys paid good. <laughs> Okay, any one more question from anyone else? Sleepy. Right there, Dustin, then we'll wrap it up. Kate. What do you what do you do now? Party. <laughs> I don't know if we're gonna go to sleep. I really don't. We've got a we've got a party crowd. My my sponsors and partners and friends and these these people love to party, so they're gonna keep me up. They're not gonna let me go to sleep. And uh Oh man, I'm just excited to, to to share this experience with them. There's there's so many here. The uh, the biggest one, All South Electric, they're in the Bahamas. <laughs> I said uh, his name is Chuck. I said Chuck, you coming to the race? And he said No, I'm going. Uh, we're going to the Bahamas. My wife booked a trip. Didn't know it was the same weekend, but uh, I wish she was here. Godly, I wish she was here. But Glee Scott Ward is here, and we're gonna we're just gonna share the experience with all these people and and friends and family, and have a good time and. Uh, yeah, probably, probably we'll probably see daylight for sure. I mean, it is it's two twenty. Wow, <laughs> feel bad for y'all because you got to you got to come back and do this again. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I wish I did though. <laughs> um, obviously, winning anytime anywhere is special. Um, but for somebody who's devoted your entire life to racing and, and grown up in the South and in stock cars, to you know, nothing against Road America, but to be in victory lane at Daytona. What can you can you give me a sense of uh, you, from your journey to here and what this means to be? You know, it could be special to win anywhere. I understand that, but to do it here at Daytona, what that means, what that emotion is, or, and and the feelings of, of of just that long trip to get here. I don't know, man. I, I don't know, Dust. I'm trying to just even think. You know, I don't. I don't have the words right now to even describe it. I just. It's. It's the best uh, feeling ever. I can't believe we. I just keep looking at the World Center Racing picture behind all you guys and uh, thinking that. You know, when you're growing up as a kid watching watching racing, I you know watch NASCAR. I mean, I've been a. I've been a race fan all my life. Uh, racing's all I've ever done For, since I was seven. I was. Even before that, I was racing, tearing up my my mom and dad's uh, yard and the, the yard cart, and just uh, dreaming about having an opportunity to race and uh, to win at Daytona is just uh, freaking phenomenal. So uh, I don't know, maybe I can give you some better words another another day after I like think about it and really realize it. But uh, yeah, it's just incredible, and I'm just uh, I'm just thrilled beyond belief. <laughs> oh that's so cool there was i mean every every i think about every damn competitor out there hit me when we were going down the back straight i mean i'm a you know i race hard but i race clean and i don't ruffle feathers because i got to race these guys every freaking week and i don't have a lot of cars to to 
you know, to fix. And so anyway, I, I feel good about where I'm at with my fellow competitors. Yeah, I don't, I race hard, but I'm saying, I don't just let them buy, but I'm saying I've got a good relationship with them all. And, uh, just for them all to, to give me the thumbs up, come to Victor Lane, Justin, Noah, Timmy, JJ, uh, there, there's so many, I don't even know that that's the first ones that come to mind. Uh, it means a lot to me, you know, that, that gives me, it just makes me feel so good. It gives me chills, and uh, it, it's really special to me that they even took the time to come over there. A lot of the team owners and uh, did. So, uh, man, it's just really cool, and i got to thank them for taking the time to come over there and congratulate us. Thanks, Dustin. Go ahead, Bob. Uh, Bob Parker's Hawk Sports. I assume you all just drove a van down here. You weren't, you, you're not You're not. <laughs> I did drive, Bob, yes. Uh, I did drive my truck. Uh, my wife and I, or she's, she's gone, it looks like. She she gone. Uh, yeah, I drove, so uh, I drove the whole way down yesterday. Got here last night at like 1130 and, uh, just, uh, yeah, screwed around all day today, really, waiting for this race, so. <laughs> but I guess when you're talking about, like, you guys will celebrate, like, you can, you're, you're not on some schedule. No, we're definitely not on schedule, <laughs> I mean, especially when we drove ourselves, so, uh, that, that's the good part about it, you know, uh, we're only, uh, six and a half to seven hours away, so that's not bad. We, I don't even know now. I don't have a plan. So uh, we, we race Darlington next week. I guess that's the next place I got to be. But <laughs> all right, Jeremy. Well, thanks for coming in. And oh, he's got he's oh, got one. one more. Let's not quit. Let's just keep going. No, I'm kidding. Well, I mean, you, you guys you probably want to go to bed. You brought up you brought up Darlington. It's your home race. You you get to go to your home track as a Daytona winner. Wow. Yeah, that's going to be fun, man. I love Darlington. Too tough to tame. One of my favorite tracks. We were going to finish uh, fifth to sixth there, the last race, coming to the checkered. Me and Truex got into it, unfortunately, and wrecked and didn't get that finish. Man, that hurt. That was a – I mean, I didn't, I didn't put a scratch on the car the whole race. Didn't get a darling stripe or anything. And then the, the, literally the last turn of the last lap right, in fifth place uh, destroyed this car. So uh, that's the kind of year it's been. But going to Darlington, it, I love there. It's so special. And I'm I'm just uh, it, it's gonna be so much fun to go there. Everybody's gonna be so happy and pumped up. I'm like you just one day telling us. So I can't I can't wait to uh, see everybody and uh, hear what they have to say about that. Go ahead. I think Jeremy, your grandfather was the crew chief for AJ Foyt when he won the July race here in 1964. That's cool as hell, isn't it? Yeah, uh, it is. So <laughs> did he ever talk to you about that? And now you've come back and won the summer race yeah he he passed away in 96 he's the one that got me started racing he's he started taking me when i was a kid to the to the dirt track with a with a go-kart and did all that for me and then he passed away and it really made it hard because uh i didn't have anybody to take me so i had to just get my mom to take me to and get a ride I, I would find somebody to let me drive their stuff but i don't remember any of that i was i was probably it was 96 so i was 11 years old when he passed away I don't. I just remember being in the shop with him, thinking he was super smart, and there were so many people that respected him. And he uh, he brought me the track one time, and he met everybody. And I was just, you know, I was just a little kid, so I didn't know anything. But um, I, I know he's he's in heaven now. Uh, he's got to be smiling. He's got to be thrilled beyond belief. And um, I wish he was here to to share this victory with us. But yeah, him and my uncle Lewis, you know, Uncle Lewis won the the championship in 1960 with Rex White. So the Clements family has a long history in, in NASCAR, but way before I was even ever thought of. So those guys are the pioneers of the sport. They were super smart, and uh, i got to thank them for 
getting the Clements family started in this uh, all together. Thank you, Deb. Ten in the morning, like tomorrow. Oh Lord, <laughs> I might need to not just go sleep for that. Oh my God, I even I don't obviously have my phone. I I can't imagine that thing. That's gonna be like. You can't even, you, like, where do you even start? It's going to be like, you know, 300 texts or something. It's going to be stupid. So, hell, maybe, I bet a bunch of people went to bed, and they don't even know it. I bet. They're going to wake up and see Jeremy Clements wandering and like, what the hell happened? Did everybody wreck? <laughs> I mean, seriously, it's going to be like, what? <laughs> Can you imagine, like, the, the front page of the sports paper in Spartanburg, Jeremy, Clem Jeremy Clements won? What? <laughs> I can't believe it. Wow. Do I need to just shut up? <laughs> All right, Jeremy. Well, thanks for coming in. Good luck now. All right, Rowdy. We heard from our Daytona Xfinity winner. No, I'm telling you, that's not one of the best interviews I've heard in a long time. Man, that's why I like first-time winners. Well, I mean, Jeremy Clements has won before, but, you know, it's been a while. I mean, it's been, what, five years? So, uh, since the Road yeah, America but, win. But, so, you know, it's been a while, but, you know, still, um, it's a big deal. Um, you know, it's a small team, and, uh, you know, that's just how it is. Um, so, they're back in the playoffs Daytona. again. We're he back in the playoffs again, too. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a big wow. deal. Uh, it absolutely was. I just wonder what time he did get done. <laughs> and, the, and the sponsor in the Bahamas, reckon what he said to his wife when that happened. <laughs> Don't let your wife do your scheduling. <laughs> Kyle? We also have Richard Childers in the uh, deadline room, and he he was there with his bottle of wine that they uh, make, and and actually took a slug out of the out of the jug right there <laughs> on the podium. Well, Rowdy, I know I know Timmy Hill started 37th and finished second in that race too. I know he had a pretty good run. Um, and if you remember, we had Brad Perez on a few weeks ago. He was trying to attempt the race in Indianapolis. That car didn't even make the race rowdy, and then a month later, uh, finishing runner-up to Jeremy Clements. So good run for that team, for Carl Long Motorsports. And, um, you know, they got a two top tens out of that race. So, um, yeah, two two crash-filled races at Daytona. And uh, not that I'm surprised, but, um, yeah, uh, we had two two guys or two drivers coming in, you know, bursting the playoff bubble uh, both times. So, um, yeah, you've seen it. You got to see it all, Rowdy. Well, that was a great win for Tim, or not win. It was a win. Second place. Uh, he looked like he won, guys. I'm telling you, he was one happy guy. A lot of reporters around him, and uh, congratulations, man. I, you know, to, for them to get up there and finish second was uh, pretty awesome.
it's a good run for them. And, you know, we're going to try and get Timmy Hill on the show, too. I know some people. But, uh, you know, we'll try and, and see what happens. And I know uh, Ryan Vargas finished sixth. I know he had a good run in the race. I know you had some videos from him. So, uh, yeah, there were a lot, a lot of interesting stories over the weekend. Uh, Sage Karam finishing fifth uh, for, for Alpha Prime Racing. I know his uh, – his his career's kind of on the line right now because we don't really know what he's up to, but uh, yeah, um, we uh, just a lot of lot of stories in both races, a lot of accidents, and uh, now we have another one in the books route. I know that, like he said, I, I don't even know where the playoffs start for the Xfinity Series, but I know Bristol is the last race. But uh, yeah, we have the Cup playoffs next weekend, and Xfinity's back again. Just uh, two series next weekend, and uh, I know you're going to be there. Uh oh. It's it's like a three. It's a two day show. It's uh, only Saturday and Sunday, but uh, you know there's a lot goes on in Darlington, so I'm gonna try to get there at least by Friday morning. I'm gonna. I actually have in the infield. If you're there, come by our campsite. It's campsite number one. So. That won't be hard to remember. Now, will I be there? I don't know, but it, somebody be there. Turtle will be there. Kyle, play uh, Richard and let me fill up this Suburban and move on. Go ahead and get started with our post-race media availability. We are joined by Crew Chief Justin Alexander and car owner Richard Childress. Richard, we'll start with you. Two cars in the playoffs this year. How's it feel? Feels great. Our guys have worked so hard. You know, Austin's been involved in several crashes, got him behind in the points, but we knew this was our shot to be able to win the race. Uh, he's always been good here, and uh, we knew if we could dodge all the bullets and, and be there, we could have a shot at the end to win with him. That's great. Let's go ahead and, uh, oh, Justin, go to you next. Uh, with all the damage to the cars, quite a bit of mutilation to the cars out there today. How to have your guys pull it through and, and get to the end? Thank you. Um, teamwork. Uh, we 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 didn't have a ton of damage. We we got involved in an incident on pit road early, and then we got involved in another incident that uh, we had a little fender damage. But uh, the guys did a good job taping it back up, getting the car fixed back up, and um, uh, I think we did a backwards pit stop at one point today. Um, but it uh, it was good. It was just a good team effort. Everyone on the on the team, the pit crew, um, all the guys and girls back at the shop that built these cars. Just uh, just team effort. Okay, we'll go ahead and open up the questions. Please raise your hand, and we'll get a wireless mic to you. We'll go ahead and start over here, and then we'll go to Bob. Thank you. Uh, Chris Gollin with uh, Newsday China Beach. Um, so at the end there, you had, uh, you had Austin Dillon up, up near the front. You had um, Tyler Reddick, another RCR car, and you had Noah Gregson, who was an RCR affiliate. Uh, I was just wondering, was there any um, communication between the teams about you know, setting the three up for success when he needed to win the most? I, I didn't hear it. They may have been listening more than I did. I, didn't, uh, I was hoping they wouldn't. Uh, but, you know, they're racing for the win as well. And Tyler was in. I know he, uh, he helped push Austin some there so I you know I didn't hear any communication you can answer no we, you know we didn't I think it's um Tyler Tyler Tyler's already in the the playoffs and he knew we needed a win so he did a good job at staying on our bumper helping us out and then off the guys behind us and uh the 62 as well so 
Um, hats off. You know, appreciate those guys helping us out. Thanks, guys. Okay, go over to Bob. Uh, Bob Pockers, Fox Sports. Richard, was there any sort of, I don't say chip on your shoulder, but like, you know, the fact that they took three and a half hours and didn't declare you the winner to get back racing, were you, um, first off, were you upset that they kept uh, trying to drive the track and then B, did you, you know, does it make the win any sweeter, the fact that, you know, they didn't call it and yet you were able to still win it? Yeah, you take a win any way you can get it, but to come back and win it, uh, like that, uh, it was special. It was a great team effort from everyone, and uh, so it gave me time to go watch the PBR and the Carolina Cowboys won. Okay, go over here to Gluck. Hey, Jeff Gluck from the Athletic, Richard. Um, obviously, it seems like there's been a little bit of tension since Tyler made his announcement, but here he played the the loyal company guy and, and pushed Austin into the playoffs to make sure he protected him. Does that help his standing at all within the the walls of RCR? Well, I think, I, think uh, I talked to all of those guys after his announcement, and I said we're going to give him a 100% chance to win races and a 100% chance at winning the championship. Now we've got two in there, so we've got to give both of them the same advantage to try to win the championship. They were all just working together, I think. I didn't talk to any of them. I didn't hear any communication on the radio. I was just standing up there, uh, my old heart beating fast and watching it. Thank you. Come up to Dustin. Dustin Long, NBC Sports. Richard, you know, from the outside, people are looking at, you know, are they going to race, are they going to not? And, and people are maybe looking at it from their personal point of view of, you know, do I stay and watch the race or do I go do something else from you? This is a business. This is a financial situation. Can you can you kind of I guess explain maybe some of the financial implications of this getting into the playoffs? You know, the, 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 what could help you with the charter system? I mean, how one moment, one decision, one race. Um, it, there's so much wrapped up into it, and what this could mean for RCR as a business entity. Yeah, Dustin, thank you. Uh, it is. It was really big to be able to get this car in a chase. There's bonus points. There's other things that go along with winning. And the financial aspect of it is a lot better than running second, for sure, and not making the chase. So, again, just like Justin says, it's a great team effort. And ECR Engines did a great job. And all of our guys back at the shop and the gals did a wonderful job, for sure. Yes, for sure. It, it can be, for sure, a million-dollar day. You know, just getting in the chase. You know, our drivers have bonuses by getting into the chase. And uh, crew chiefs, Justin, you made the, a little bit today, too. So I don't know how much I'll end up with after I got done paying all the bonuses, but it was worth it. It was worth it. Okay, uh, go back in the back here. Um, hello. Um so how much is having an affiliation with Calling and a lot of the other teams helped with the engine program exactly? Uh, it's it's good. You know, we've uh, we we did a deal with Hendrix uh, HMS. We uh, created a, a entity called HCD, which we 
is Hendrix and Childress, and we build the recipe for the engines, and all of us have the same engines, Colleague, RCR, the 43, the 42, today the 62. Uh, we did like eight or nine engines, and Hendrix had four, five, six in it, I think. Thank you. Okay. Any more questions for over here? Jordan? This question for Richard. Uh, Jordan Bianchi, The Athletic. Um, your team has been linked uh, with Kyle Busch, you know, speculation that he could be a potential landing spot. Um, any comment on that? Not really. You know, Kyle's a great race driver. Uh, he and I have talked. We put all our differences behind us a while back, and uh, he's a great race driver, and uh, he'll get him. A, he'll land him a good ride somewhere for sure. You said that. I didn't. <laughs> okay. I have a question over here. Terry Saviston, WNDB. Richard, you've been coming to Daytona for a lot of years, and you've got a lot of wins here. How does this one compare with the rain delay, with everything that happened today? It, it's got to be a great day to see you know, your grandson in victory lane here again at Daytona. But tell us a little bit about the history and how, how you know, the feeling about today. Daytona's always been special. The first time I came here was 1965, and I slept in a tent out here on Nova Road. I was working on another guy's car. Came back in 69 and ran a Grand American race and uh, came back with uh, and raced myself here with several races and came back with Earnhardt and Ricky Rudd and, uh, you know, all of Kevin Harvick. We've won three here, Earnhardt, which was a great win. Uh, Kevin had a great win right there at the end, and to see Austin win 20 years later to the day, was very special when family wins. Okay, we'll go over here to Al and then Dustin and Dalton. Hey, Richard, Al Pearson, Motor Week. Were you concerned at all that NASCAR was waiting a long time to either call it or or what? I mean, it just seems like they don't generally wait over three hours for a rain delay. Did it bother you at all? Well, I, th I thought they would call it earlier. We've been here quite a while, and the race fans have been here quite a while, but I understand they wanted to really put the show on. You had two guys trying to get in the chase, the 19 and the 12, and they wanted to give them a good fair chance, and I wanted uh, to see us have a fair chance uh, getting in. Uh, we would have took it if it had rained it out, but uh, winning it like we did, hats off to Justin and his whole crew and, and the calls that they made to get us where he was. Come back up to Dustin. Dustin Long, NBC Sports. Justin, um, can you give me a sense of the difference of being in the playoffs and not being in the playoffs? I'm guessing just for any most organizations, when you're not in the playoffs, suddenly you become the car that is the test car. And now you've got to, while you guys still go, well, those teams still go to the race to win each week, you know, how you pick your guys up, you know, what, what's it like being the, the, essentially, you know, being classified the B team and the test team and what that means and how that's different from what you guys get to do this, this year. Um, it's, um, there's only uh, 16 guys that go to the playoffs. So I think it's pretty special to get there. Um, you know, we, we knew we had to come in here and win to do it. And we did it. Um, we um, it, it's uh, 
it's good. I mean, we know we get to run for a championship, just like the other 16 guys or 15 guys with us. So um, it's obviously from our position, from the team's position, from, from RCR, it's, it's, um, it's a great opportunity to have two cars that um, have a shot at winning the championship. So for us, we, we're going to go back and we're going <clears> to, <throat> you know, we've been prepared for Darlington, but we're going to go back and, and we're going to get ready and, um, you know, hopefully put on a show uh, like we did a few years ago. So I don't know. It, it's it's obviously it's much better to go to Darlington, you know, with a shot to win a championship than it is to go there as a as a guy that can you know can finish 17th at best. So uh, we're going to go there. and We're going to do our best and um, you know give it everything we got. Okay, let's go over here to Dalton and then Daniel. Richard Dalton Hopkins with FrontStretch.com. Austin Dillon's move on Austin Cindric just kind of looked like a super speedway version of the bump and run. As somebody who has a history of drivers who perform the bump and run, I kind of wanted to know what your reaction was at the time, especially with everything that was on the line. You know, I, I felt he was, uh, he kept running up behind him. I think he was trying to get him loose, and I, I didn't see that move. I don't know if uh, he got so close he got him loose or if he bumped him a little to push him and uh, and got him sideways. But, uh, you know, when you're racing for the win, that's what all of them is going to be doing. Daniel Fed and FrenchRush.com. Justin, for, for you, how, how weird was it to watch those final, like, 16 laps with just 15 or so cars in various states of condition just going all out as much as they could for the win? Just how strange was that last 16 laps for you? Ah, uh, Well, when you come to a place like Daytona or Talladega, it's not very strange. Um, you know, these things, these races play out uh, a little bit crazy sometimes. So, it was um, – we, we knew the two-car was going to be strong, and we knew we had some Chevrolets and, and some guys that were going to help us and, and um, that could help us. And, um, you know, we knew it wasn't going to just be given to us. So, you know, Austin had to go out there and drive and, and brand spot and do their deal. And, you know, we spent, we spent five minutes trying to figure out where we're going to, you know, line up on the top or the bottom on the restart and who was going to help push us. So it um, – you know – Without all the guys that are in there, it's uh, it's certainly different. But um, certainly, um, you know, we had to battle just as hard as we would with with 15 or 20 guys behind us. So, uh, just hats off to everyone. Okay. Any more questions downstairs? How about in the press box? Any questions in the press box? No questions from the press box. Okay. Gentlemen, thank you for coming in, and congratulations, and good luck. Childers sounded like a happy guy. Uh, to, Kyle, to hear where he started, and you know he didn't have no money when he probably finished the day of the race when he first began. And to think, yes, that day could have been a million-dollar day or better. That's not bad. I mean, having two cars in the playoffs doesn't hurt either. But yeah, it's been a you know he's had a long history at Daytona, you know, with with Dale Earnhardt and uh, you know even on the Xfinity Series side, uh, you know, with Dale Jr. I know he he won a few races with him too. So um, yeah, uh, a lot of history there with RCR um, with the 2018 Daytona 500 with Austin Dillon, like you mentioned. Um, Austin's second one, Cup win at Daytona. He does have an Xfinity win there too. So. Uh, yeah, it's a really interesting weekend. Like we said, uh, two two playoff two drivers who just we didn't even think we were going to make the playoffs. I mean, Jeremy Clements um, did it again. 
um, just like he did in 2017, he won. And then Austin Dillon um, getting a lead there late and then holding off everybody. So, uh, yeah, it's definitely good to have teammates, you know, especially at the end of that race when there was basically nobody left in the cup race. But, uh, yeah, they did finish it. I mean, you know, yeah, yeah I, I agree with you, Rowdy. I think, you know, NASCAR did a good job of finishing the race. Um, they got to play it out, um, not just end it with 21 to go. Uh, when the rains came around 12:30 Eastern yesterday, so uh, yeah, um, I, I don't know, Rowdy, um, about like you know with the night race. I, I mean, I mean, what do you think? Do you think Daytona is a good playoff finale or season finale? I mean, what, I mean, what do you think about that? I mean, uh, you know, I know you and I were kind of chatting about this yesterday a little bit. Well, Kyle, there's a lot of at stake there. Now, was it a thriller? It was. Uh, did some unexpected winners happen? Yes, they did. And some folks that we thought was already a slot in evaporated. Which, you know, that if they move it to Darlington, Kyle, would that play a, a less factor in the chase than it did at Daytona? I'm not sure. I think the intensity would still be there regardless. I mean, you know, I mean, I know we were all always talking about Talladega being a cutoff race in a playoff round. So I know there was a lot of talk about that about five years ago. So, uh, but yeah, um, yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, I mean, if it works, keep it. But I, I, like I said, I don't really know. I know uh, next year's schedule, you know, it's not out yet, but um, hopefully we'll know, we'll know more when we get closer to it. But, uh, yeah, Richard Childress racing, you know, two two cars in a playoff. So I like the Kyle Busch uh, comment. That was interesting. Um, you know, I know we don't really know what he's doing yet next year um, yet, but uh, hopefully we'll uh, we'll find out here soon. But um, yeah, we got Darlington Brandon coming up, and then uh, Daytona. At least you got at least you, you had to endure all the rain, and they finally got every lap in. Yeah, it was flashing all around. He's moving to Colic Racing. Uh, and joining the bow tie group, Kyle. Look, we'll just uh, we'll just have to see. I ain't seen. Well, I hadn't been on nothing this morning because of a <laughs> charging issue, but I have not seen nothing about that on Facebook or any other social networks. Yeah, I think I think the biggest story, at least out of yesterday, I think it was Martin Truex Jr. not making it. Um, I know I, I talked about it a little bit earlier, but you know I thought that was huge um, to not have a Gibbs car in there. Um, they've been fast all year. Uh, Martin has not gotten a victory lane yet, which probably didn't help. But he didn't win. He does have seven stage wins um, on the season, and he won't be uh, won't be pl- going into the playoffs. So um, it's a really interesting mix in the playoffs. I know I know. Uh, I was looking at the grid a little bit this morning. Uh, Chase Elliott, of course, is number one, then followed by Joey Logano, Ross Chastain, and Kyle Larson. That's the top four um, as they're seated. So, um, yeah, it's definitely an interesting group of drivers. Uh, you know, we, of course, with Kurt Busch announcing he wasn't going to be going in the playoffs, opened up a spot, um, one for points, I one for good race Kurt. I mean, I, I could see, well, I'd like to think we wouldn't see anybody try to push the issue of brain injury. Because you know, yeah, we no don't really know. Like, 
Yeah, we don't really know exactly what's going on. I mean, we, we we know he's still out, but you know, there's still a lot of questions to be answered. I know that wasn't a great great. That was a pretty bad accident at Pocono. Um, but uh, yeah, it's funny because I wasn't even wasn't even near uh, when that happened. But um, I did did catch him on pit road and during practice. But uh, yeah, um, it's been a long. I know I know this isn't probably what he wanted. I thought Kurt Busch, like I said, I know we talked about this, but. Um, I figured he had a shot at the Final Four this year with how good that team was running, um, running up yeah. front. Like, that that's what Kurt Busch does. You know, he'll take a 10th-place car and make it into a fifth. So, um, yeah, they've been running really well this year. You know, I know Ty Gibbs, you know, got a 10th at Michigan, and um, I know he's been getting some cup starts. And we don't really know, like, we don't even know the status of that car next year yet just because of what's going on right now. So, um, hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll get some answers here soon. I know everybody wants to know. I think Kurt wants to know, so uh, we'll see uh, where that goes. And uh, Rowdy, I guess uh, we, we'll hear from our, our Daytona Cup winner. Uh, we heard from the owners. Let's hear from the driver. All right. With our post-race media availabilities, we're joined with our race winner, Austin Dillon, driver of the number three Richard Childress Racing Chevrolet. Austin, made the playoffs for the fifth time in your career, won your way in. How's it feel? feels amazing. Uh, I... Uh you know, prayed before is like, let uh, God have all the glory and light shine through me. And uh, today, getting through that wreck, I mean, it was, I don't know what you call that. We went from 15th to 1st. I mean, I know what it's called. It's called, you know, the good Lord was looking after us. And um, it was cool to, uh, you know, go through that whole cycle of thinking that the race was going to be called for rain. Uh, My first reaction when I got out of the car was, you know, stay focused. And, you know, I was just happy to be in the position we were in. Um, and I said that in my interview, I was like, whatever happens from here, it's, it's a win. You know, we're in a good spot, and that's all you could ask for. And um, you go in that room where they make you sit and uh, put the camera on you forever, and it's like you're thinking in the back of your head that somebody's going to walk around the corner and say, hey, congratulations, you won. But you don't let your mind drift to that. It's like, you know, you still got race races, laps to go. And I knew after that second storm, like, you know, had to get my mind right that that if they didn't call it then, we were going back green. So when they went back to replaying the race, I asked if I go on my bus, and I went over there and, and uh, watched Paul patrol with Ace because he needed a nap, and he never went down. He's like me. He don't, he don't sleep. So um, just chill with him and watched our uh, Carolina Cowboys. I watched them right up until the time I got into the car, and I knew they had won the game, so it was cool that we won and, and they won in Austin, Texas. So um, pretty sweet day. It's our first event win for, for the PBR team, and uh, they won, and we did too. It's, it's, it's a, an amazing day. Thank you, Jesus. Sounds like a great one. Let's go ahead and open up the questions. Please raise your hand, and we'll get a mic to you. We're going to start over here, and then we'll go to Gluck, and then over there. Congratulations, uh, first of all, on the win and on making the playoffs. Uh, Chris Gollum to News Daytona Beach. Um, I think it's safe, safe to say one of the key moves after we got going again was the uh, – either contact or near contact with Austin Sindrick running for the lead. Uh, yeah. I was wondering if you could just walk me through uh, what was your intention there and how did that play out? So um, laps were clicking down, and I knew I could get to the two's back bumper pretty good. Um, the 62 and the 8 did a good job of getting up through there, so I felt like um, three Chevys in a row was an advantage. And, uh, you know, in the back of my mind, uh, I knew that the 12 car was still out there. And before, I didn't know where he was points-wise. But if I waited to the white flag to make the move, possibly if he wrecks or someone wrecks back there, it, it could take our shot away. So I wanted to make it before the white. And truthfully, that that was 
it just kind of happened. Um, I I was kind of planning on getting a bigger run than that before and um, pulling out to the right, and I figured that the two was going to be a sitting duck because they were going to go with me, the Chevys would, um, and then we'd race it out from there. But he just kind of got loose as I got to his back bumper that time into into one, and I'd kind of been giving him that same shove. I don't know if I just caught him a little more momentum that lap than the others, but when he got free, I just kind of moved up the track. And then I got way out front, and it's very hard to tell yourself to hit the brake pedal when you're driving away from the guys that are behind you to, you know, not give up that huge gap. So when I saw Tyler got there and they were all splitting up back there, I was like, man, I just can't let them get too big of a run. And um, I knew Tyler would have my back. You know, he's he's been a, a good teammate to me and um, enjoyed working with him. So, um, you know, hit the brake pedal. He got to my back bumper. And, and from there on, it was more just kind of managing the gap um, to him in my mirror. And we were able to bring it home. As best you can tell, was there an actual impact uh, between your bumper and uh, Austin Cinder? No harder than I had been the last 10 laps hitting and pushing and pushing. I mean, you see those flaps come up in the front. I mean, we're pretty much connected, um, and I'm pushing them. So, I mean, it wasn't any more than what I had been, I felt like. Thanks, Austin. Yeah, thank you. Over here to Cluck. Um, This is probably, like, as close to a ball-don't-lie moment as it gets in NASCAR in terms <laughs> of, like, it looked like, you know, you were going to get it, and then you had to still go out and earn it. Is there any special pride in, in pulling that off after, you know, the circumstances? It definitely does uh, feel like that. I say that a lot in our basketball league when I get fouled, and everybody in my league complains that I get fouled because I run the league. So it, it's like when I knock down the free throws, it's like, ball, don't lie. Um, <laughs> for me, you know, it's one of those things that my wife, in the, she, she was upset when I came back because I got mad at her. She was dancing on pit road during the rain delay. And I didn't say anything to her personally, but I had Craven reach out. I was like, hey, stop doing that. We're going to go back racing. She came in there. She was all mad, and I was like, hey, I was just saying, you know, we're probably going back racing. She was like, when you have faith, you don't, you just, you do. You, you enjoy those moments. That wasn't a, hap, a happy moment to be up front either way. And so it was kind of like, okay, you're right. Have faith. And, um, you know, coming down to the uh, choose even, like when I had to choose top or bottom, I, I knew the 51 had a clean car. Brandon and I discussed it with the 19. Is his car going to be better on the push? Well, we didn't get going great, but I was able to get to second. And I think second was key right there. Um, because of everything going on behind me, I never got shuffled. And I could kind of, you know, determine the lines and the pushes that were going on. Um, so it just, it was written. I mean, it's pretty awesome to, you know, just be behind the wheel today. And I, I feel like it was it was a good day. Go over here. Peter Strada, TSJ Sports. Austin, in 2019, you were leading this race, and then the big wreck happened that ultimately gave Justin Haley the win. Just how full circle is the moment now? Three years later, you got the win because of a big rag, also in turn one. You know, it's that's actually very funny about Daytona, and I didn't even think about that, but I've always thought about, you know, I tore down the fence, probably one of the worst wrecks in NASCAR history, come back, win the Daytona 500. 2019, I did feel about as confident as you could feel out front leading that pack, and Clint got a run to me and turned me in front of the field, and, and I probably, looking back, made an aggressive move, you know, cutting left on him. And it was like, ah, whose fault was it? It doesn't really matter. It's over now. But it's cool how this place just, I don't know, there's something about Daytona. And when you pull through the tunnel, things just happen here. It's it's exciting place and um, always creates some kind of drama for sure. Can go over here to Jordan. 
Jordan Bianchi, the athletic, uh, going into turn one, you're behind Austin. I mean, was the intention of getting to his bumper and, and getting him loose? Were you going to move him? And truthfully, it was just trying to get him out there, get him out there. And I kept pushing him out, kept pushing him out. And he would do a really good job of being, I think he was on the brake pedal because it, it wasn't getting him far enough out. Um, so the 62, he could kind of get to my back bumper and, and get a run. And we got a decent run through the trial And I mean, my intention was to get the lead before the white. So it worked out the way I wanted it to, um, but I'm not going to just say that that was the time I really wanted it to happen. I, I was actually just trying to get him a little further out, and he got free right there into one. So, Any concern, though? I mean, he gets a little loose, so he gets a little sideways. That oh, yeah, I, I'm glad he didn't come back up the track at, at a high rate of speed, and he did a good job saving it. But, I mean, like I said, it, was just, it, was, it wasn't any more than what I had been doing. Um, I, so I don't know if he just kind of was turning left as I was touching him, and it, and it made him – get freer but that was it really okay we'll come over here and then we'll go to bob and us terry sabison with wndb we were talking yesterday over at mcdonald's <laughs> uh, i saw you working through the drive-thru that was pretty cool it was a yeah. fun day over there but there's uh, some uh, coca-colas in the drive-thru at mcdonald's yeah. and, uh, and and i think the last thing i said to you was uh, see you in the media center yeah. so so here we are uh, congratulations on the win um, as a, as a and one of the Coca-Cola team, one of the Coca-Cola drivers, to win the Coke Zero 400 here at Daytona, to put the three car in victory lane, this is just, I mean, you know, you've won the Daytona 500, to win this race too, is this a great day or what? Uh, the Lord's blessed me a lot of, of happy days, and uh, this is definitely going to be one of them, and I'll cherish it, and thankful to have my son in victory lane, and Whitney, and my whole family here. We love Daytona. We come down early to enjoy this area, and... Um, it was cool because my first win, Ace was too little. He was just born uh, in Texas, so he couldn't come. So here's his first time he got to go to Victory Lane, and I don't know what he expected of it. And seeing him throwing around a little bit of confetti, at first he's really tired because he hadn't napped, but he, he kind of got the gist of it after a while and, and was having fun running around. I was terrified that he was going to slip uh, in all the champagne and Coke, but he uh, he made it through. <laughs> okay, over here to Bob. Uh, Bob Pockers, Fox Sports. I had two. Uh, the first, is there any extra satisfaction to winning it um, and kind of, you know, if if, you had, if they had called it, it would have been a little bit controversial yes. win. Is there any extra satisfaction to winning it kind of straight up? For sure. Um, you know, I've got four wins in the Cup Series. Um, each one of them mean something different to me for different reasons, um, but uh you know, the Texas one where I had multiple restarts and had to win and cross the checker flag was probably one of, from the driver's standpoint, one of the most important wins to me. Um, and then now this one, too, is to go through all that and to be able to be, I guess, clutch in a moment that mattered is, is important. I mean, to us in all sports, right, is to, to deliver when you've got the opportunity to deliver. And um, this year I've had some moments that were very close, Charlotte being one of them. I mean, I didn't sleep a lick after the 600, just knowing that we had put ourselves in a position with a tire advantage. I made a heck of a move, and everybody was like, man, that move was amazing, blah, blah, blah. I, I mean, I, I thought that I kind of gave that away in the turn three because I overdrove it, um, and I got loose. And it hadn't done that the whole race, but I was carrying a lot more speed than I had the whole race. So uh, that one hurt me, and it kept me up a long time. So, And I've always kind of prided myself is, is to, to finish races when I have the opportunity. And uh, today it feels good to, to finish it off. And uh, Tyler Reddick obviously was behind you there for the last few laps. Um, 
I mean, everybody knows what happened over the last month. I mean, were there, was there any concern of yours that he wouldn't play uh, play teammate at all? No. Uh, when Tyler made his decision a couple months ago, I called him and congratulated him. And for me, uh, being a owner's son sometimes comes with caveats, and I wanted to make sure that I had nothing to do with the reasons that, that he was leaving. And uh, when I called him, I was like, hey, man, I'm just making sure I've been a good teammate to you. And he was like, no, you've been an amazing teammate. I love working with you, Austin. I love uh, me and Alexa both really enjoy being around you guys. And I'm like, well, look, man, congratulations on your deal. Let's let's go try and win some races for RCR over the next year and a half. And um, for me, I was in none of his negotiations, talks, or anything. So it it, it was more like he, he's been, you know, in a way inspirational to me to pick up my game because he's got so much speed and he shows it constantly. So, um, you know, Tyler's been good for me, and then I think I've been good for him in some consistency aspects. So we've rubbed off on each other in different ways to really help. And um, when he got to my back bumper, I, I knew that I could trust him. Now, early in the race, he made a heck of a move getting on pit road, and I thought I beat like four or five people getting on pit road on the outside. And that little fart drove around me and like – in-house and somebody else and got himself in a good position but i was like dude where were you going like did you get scared at all about making pit road he was like no i felt good about it and that's just how tyler is like he it doesn't matter what position he puts himself he he's confident in it, and that confidence it shows so um i'm thankful that he's been my my teammate for this long and hopefully together uh the both of us can keep uh progressing rcr forward and it feels good to have us both in the playoffs Go ahead, dustin. dustin long nbc sports to your left austin um, what kind of or is there a validation to being a playoff driver or are you to the point with your career you've been in it enough that it, validation is going to come more in your mind with being finishing top 10 and being somebody like that as opposed to just getting in the playoffs in some years um, I think every time you make the playoffs uh, it's validation to yourself that you're you're one of the guys, you know what I mean? Um, I think somebody said we've made it five times now, and I don't know how many years I've been doing this, but um, every time you're not in it, it doesn't feel good. Um, you're not going to the banquet at the end of the year. Um, you feel like you let your guys down, you let your company down. For me, it's, it's everything, you know? So it feels good to um, get a car that I felt like we should have been in earlier than this, but it doesn't matter how you get in, you got in, and, um, you know, 15 winners or 16? 15? 15. That's it's a testament to this car and, and next gen and um, how competitive the field is. I mean, I don't think there's any other form of motorsport that has this type of competitiveness week in and week out. I mean, you go to qualify at Watkins Glen and from 1st to 20th, I mean, you're, you're, you look at the timesheet and you're like holding your breath for a 100th to move you up five spots. It's what the cup series is supposed to be it's challenging and uh never give up because that's kind of you know what this year's told me it's very easy to get i've got a i've got a great support system um we've done a lot this year um you know having uh, a faith in our background our i you know i talk about religion a lot uh because i feel like you know, it's it's a big part of who I am, and um, so for me, it's just you know, I've got the Lord's blessed me with a great family that can keep me grounded, and and I can lay lay back on something. Morals mean a lot to me, and 
coming back to that and having that support system is probably when you go through the ups and downs and, you know, the wrecks like at Charlotte this year or Atlanta. I mean, I hit the wall a ton at Atlanta twice and um, sore neck every now and then. But I'm not going to complain because I've been around those cowboys that ride bulls. Those guys live hurt, so I, I can tough it out. I'll be all right. Um, uh, it's a different type of, of tough when you get to go around those guys. And I think they've been inspirational to me too. It's kind of drove – me to have a little bit more fire just being around them. I did a training camp with them with some Navy SEALs and I did the first day and I had to leave for an appearance. But, you know, those guys are scrappy and they're, you know, they have to love what they do to do it, to justify it. Um, and if you lose the love for your sport, you're not going to perform at the highest level. So you've got to find why you're coming out here each and every weekend and doing it. And uh, for me, it's it's family. Okay, go over here to Daniel, Kelly, and then Al. Dale McFadden, Austin, when you group this win with all the wins you've had over the last four years and also Tyler's wins this year, is when, when you look at it big picture-wise for RCR, is, is this the most significant that shows where you, your program is right now? I think the next one is. Uh, you know, um, that's – the next time, you know, this is a big win. It's obviously awesome, and I'm going to enjoy it and celebrate it and enjoy the fact that we're going to get to go compete with the top 16 drivers. Uh, but it's the next moment, right? you gotta, you got to look forward to that next one to really uh, see where the company's at because this is sport. You just level yourself off of everyone constantly. You're constantly being judged against the, the guy next to you. Uh, so right now it feels really good. We came out on top, but we got 10 more weeks of this. And when you're sitting back there in the room, yeah. just, just just waiting, and they're parading competitors in there, do interviews in front of you, and you're just sitting there alone waiting. What's the what's the worst part about that? I was cold. I didn't have a dry shirt for a little while, so that was getting to me. And then uh, just kicking my back of my feet on the little wall there the whole time, just trying to act cool. And inside, you're just chilling, waiting. And is that why, why you changed fire suits? Because it was wet? Oh, yeah, for sure, yeah, and this one is actually a photo shoot, fire shoot, so I had to cut a hole in it for my uh, uh, water deal that we plug up to to keep ourselves cool, and I didn't even realize it when I walked out there that it was, like, not ready, so I had to take a box cutter and cut the side of it to let the hole out. <laughs> okay, let's come up front to Kelly. KellyCrandallRachel.com. Austin, Austin, you talked about this being a clutch moment, obviously a very big day for the team to win your way in. Um, this race and the way that it unfolded with someone winning their way in is really what this format and what this, this race becoming a cutoff race is all about, right? So it's, it's what yeah. the sport wanted. What is that like? What is this moment like from an adrenaline standpoint to be a part of that, to like immediately afterwards to be like, we did that? Because, again, it's what the sport wants, and everybody talks about coming down here and doing it, but we haven't seen it until today. There's such a balance of like harnessing adrenaline and staying in the moment and like um, – because your, your mind plays tricks on you constantly, and you're just – you're trying to stay focused on what's at hand and not get too excited because if you get too excited, you'll make a mistake or – so you're just trying to like keep a level playing field in your mind of you know stay aggressive, um, make the right move when you count. I felt uh, really calm over those last couple laps. I, you know, just the position we were in, I felt confident. Um, and you don't always feel that at speedways. Um, there's not 
there's certain moments when I feel really good out there and I'm like, okay, I feel like I'm, I can control the momentum of the pack. That pack was a little bit smaller, obviously, but I've been in bigger packs and felt the same way. Um, Xfinity racing, um, in 2019, we had that car that was unbelievable. And I felt like I was, you know, in control of the, what was coming out, um, on the track. And so it's so hard to not let your adrenaline get too high. You got to harness it, but you got to use it to your advantage as well. Yeah, after crossing the finish line. No, I don't feel like it yet because you're just you're. It's hard to like enjoy it. It's crazy uh, because there's a constant uh, like you know weight or pressure. Even though we cross the win, I'm going to enjoy it when I get out of here at some point. It's going to be like, uh, but my like adrenaline's still high right now, so I'm like trying to you know, come down off of whatever that is that we get when we're running 200 miles an hour out there. Okay, go over to Al. Yeah, Austin, Al Pierce of Auto Week over here. We, we've looked at the replay a dozen times, and you went to the apron immediately when yes. the big wreck happened. Was that your only choice, or was it instinct, or, you know, it looked yeah. like you knew what you were doing. <laughs> Um, so I had no clue it was raining from, from where I was. I was just enough back where you can see my in-car and there's some sprinkles, but I thought that was like oil because the 99, when he kind of got turned and up in the air, I saw that. So my immediate reaction was get to, to the flat because I knew he was headed up the hill. Um, you start to understand certain things of which way cars are going to, momentum is going to take cars. So he's going up the track. The next thing that's going to happen is somebody's going to get clipped and turned back left. So you're hoping that you make it far enough forward before that car comes back across the apron or my direction change is really going to hurt when I get clipped and go up the hill. So the bottom is like advantageous because you always have an out. But in the same sentence, some of the hardest hits you're going to take are when you get right reared and shot into the fence. Um, so when I hit the apron, the first thing that goes through your mind is you're coming off of a ton of banking at a high rate of speed to a flat. So you're back steering instantly as you hit the flat. Um, I'm starting to decelerate just ever so slightly because you can't carry that same amount of throttle. Um, I had made it to where I could see all the peripherals. I didn't know it was a four, but I knew a car was coming down the hill. And um, he did a good job not coming to the apron. But then the next thing, like I gas up for a second to kind of clear him. The next part is the 21s in front of me. And for a split second, it was like, oh, I'm, I'm going to hit the 21. Um, and I got to the brake pedal, and the car settled, and just enough time to get the right front out of the 21's way and underneath it. And then it was uh, clear skies from there. Just pick the gas back up, downshift, and uh, keep your momentum up. Thank you. Okay, let's go to the back. Austin, German Salazar from Telemundo. You say that then. It's your four win in the Winston Cup, and uh, this means a lot to you. But uh, how about for the whole family? Richard just said it, that it's been a long time that one of the family members don't win here in the car. Yes, for sure. I mean, uh, anytime I can um, bring Pop Papa win, it feels good. Um, you know, he's the reason that RCR is where it's at, and um, when you can go make the boss man happy, it, it feels good. You know, he's been pushing me hard these last couple of weeks, like, hey, we got to get in this playoff race. we got to do what we can. Um, you know, another point that I didn't bring up, uh, that was all of our key alliance for Chevrolet in the top eight now are in the playoffs. So uh, that's pretty cool for Chevrolet. Um, and uh, 
proud to to be a part of that group that's in it for the for the Chevys. Okay, let's come over here to Dustin and back over to Daniel. Dustin, Jayski.com. Austin, now that you're in the playoffs, how do you feel about the first round? Actually, you know, the first round and and for history, like looking back, has been a good round for us in the three team. We've done a good job of upsetting some teams in that first round, and Darlington is a good place for me. So that's a great starting point. I think we finished second the last time I was in the playoffs in that race. Um, I feel good at Darlington. we got to improve on what we took there earlier this year, and um, that's a slow, slick place. And when those long runs happen, that's feel like that's some of the best driving I do is when the tires wear out. Um, I don't know the next two plays off the top of my head because I was so focused on only getting in the playoffs and didn't worry about the first round. So uh, Darlington, then what's next? Kansas and Bristol. Um, Kansas was a decent track for us, I think, earlier this year. We're just going to have to go to work, I mean, and really rely on um, the sim at Chevrolet and at RCR. And um, it won't be from a lack of effort over the next three weeks to, you know, progress and, and try and get another win. Can we hear Daniel? So, Austin, uh, I don't know if you know this, but it's been exactly – it's been 32 years since the last time a cup race here in the summer started at 10 a.m. Uh, <laughs> 1990, would you care to guess who won that race? <laughs> Somebody already said it. Is it Earnhardt? Yeah. That's pretty cool, 10 o'clock. I'm telling you, this place has connections. It's crazy. Okay. One more back here. Um, Austin, first and foremost, congratulations on the victory. Um, I wanted to kind of talk about the first, the restart where the car is all kind of wrecked. Did you see any rain? And uh, secondly, on that last lap move to Austin, or to Austin Cindric, did you do it for Dale? Was it? <laughs> uh, no, I mean, it was, uh, it was more about just figuring out how to get to the front. And I was thinking about the teammates I had behind me, and I knew that if I made a move that I was going to have a little bit of help, and um, it just kind of played out that way. And the restart, I did not see the rain. Um, my spotter uh, told me immediately after we got through the wreck, it is pouring. And I was like, oh, I truthfully thought that the 99 got turned because that's all I could see from my perspective. Um, then I watched the replay, and I could actually did have fluid. I thought it was probably – I didn't even – it happened so fast that I didn't know that there was any fluid even. I was just going to the apron to miss the wreck. So I never really lost traction like those first guys that hit it did. And that probably was an advantage too that when they hit it, um, you know, might have dried it up. And when I got to the flat, it wasn't as wet when I got there. I, di I didn't feel any dampness on the flat. I don't know. Okay. Any final questions for Austin? One last one over here. All right. Uh, your last win here, you went out and uh, I think there was a tattoo involved. Uh, <laughs> what What are your plans? Uh, what's special going to happen here tonight? And, and didn't you have a golf tournament or something you're supposed to be playing in today? I do. I have a golf tournament, and I was <laughs> working on a plane flight the entire time because the plane I was going to use broke down. I was going to use my grandfather's plane, and he said, after it rains, I'm going home. So then I've been working on a flight, and my good buddy Johnny Morris at Bass Pro Shop, that's where we're headed. We're going to Big Cedar to play Payne's Valley, and uh, it was for the Dilly Cup. It's a tournament that my dad and I started last year, and it's just a fun, like, Ryder Cup-style format. 
and uh, it looks like Johnny has waited around for me, so we're going to possibly go there, I guess. I don't know. Are we, are we not? Are we are? Okay, I guess we might be going there. I don't know. Yeah, we'll have some good times there for sure. Yeah, there's no tattoo shops in Big Cedar in Missouri. But if there is one, we might find one. All right. Well, Austin, thanks for coming in, and good luck in the playoffs. Thank you, sir. Well, he puts them in a good seat there. They make the, the playoffs. But, Kyle, he's, he's still got several tough tracks to go here. Bristol. I mean, Kyle, knowing the history of Bristol, is Bristol a good track to be in the playoffs? I like having Bristol in the playoffs. Uh, you know, I, I, like, I, like I've said, I've, I've always been an old-school Bristol kind of guy. Like the old Bristol, I know it's you can't go back, but uh, you know this time with, with Bristol now we're back, you know no dirt, um, back on the concrete. So uh, I like Bristol being in the playoffs. I think it's been a pretty intense race, you know, especially last year with Kevin Harvick and Chase Elliott um, having that little feud that they had for a few weeks. Um, I think you know I, I think it's a real intense race just because of of what's on the line, you know, a playoff spot in the next round. Uh, Kansas is kind of in a different time now. Now it's the second race of the first round um, instead of being much later in the playoffs. So uh, I'm interested to see how that's going to be, especially when you have all four series there um, in two weeks. So, um, But, yeah, Darlington, Austin Dillon does typically run well at. Um, you know, I finished second at Kevin Harvick in, in, in uh, the 2020 Southern 500. So, uh, I mean, he's been he's run good there, so I would not be surprised if you see that again. But, uh, you know, I think we'll see the cream rise to the top. You know, we had – and this is, I think, really the first time, you know, we're going back to a racetrack other than Daytona um, that we've actually seen the next-gen car in another race. So um, that's I think that's pretty interesting um, to see. You know, we had Richmond already. We had another – you know, that second race with the next-gen car, and now we're going to Darlington with that race in the next-gen car. So um, spring was pretty good, and I know you'll be back there this weekend. So – um, really looking forward to it, and uh, you know, two two day schedule, busy day, two busy days, Xfinity qualifying and practice, Cup qualifying and practice, Xfinity race Saturday and Cup race Sunday night. So um, Labor Day weekend coming up, uh, busy times here in PA as well. So um, a lot going on. Yeah. And, uh, looks like I'll be at a racetrack come Sunday night. Now, I'll tell us what you your last word for the the day and uh, where what's going on with the PA Posse race. Well, Rowdy, the All-Star Circuit of Champions did make their uh, round in Pennsylvania this week, uh, Wednesday night, uh, July, or August 24th, was a Bloomsburg Fair Raceway. 19 cars showed up, but uh, they did have a winner. Uh, Justin Peck took the win um, at Bloomsburg, so, uh, you know, he wins the last race of the year there. Um, we don't know what the what the status is, is going to be of that track yet, but hopefully hopefully we'll get some good news. Uh Thursday night was the uh, actually was the first time ever the All Star Circuit of Champions went to Bridgeport Speedway, in New Jersey, where I've been um, a few times. Um, I was at the first 410 Sprint Car Race there on the new 410 Mile at Bridgeport. So uh, Briggs Danner showed up. I know he was there, and uh, Brent Marks seemed like you know he started on the pole, had the win, and um, just got to him. You know he didn't get the win. So um, you know then Friday night at Williams Grove. Uh, Danny Dietrich did a clean sweep of the Jack Gunn Twin 20s, and uh, kind of what he did. And then when, and 
Saturday night, we had two 410 sprint car races. One at Sealands Grove, which was won by Blaine Heimbach, and uh, at uh, Lincoln Speedway uh, with the All-Star Circuit of Champions, Justin Peck winning again. So, uh, And then last night, uh, Bedford County Speedway, uh, Anthony Macker getting them winning the 11 car. Um, that's usually driven by Parker Price Miller, who's out right now. So, um, But, yeah, you know, Rowdy, it's, it's been a busy time here. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we have some big races coming up. Uh, Labor Day weekend's coming up. we got the Cole Cracker 72, $17,000 to win for the Modifieds at a Big Diamond Speedway Sunday, September 4th, with the rain date of Monday, September 5th. Uh, also, uh, Sealands Grove has a 410 show. On also the same night, Saturday, September 4th, uh, $5,000 to the winner, 25 laps to the 410 Spring Car winner. Also a super late model race at Sealands Grove Speedway, paying over $11,000 to the winner. So two big races going on, and, and we can't forget about the start of the Juniata County Fair at Port Royal Speedway. That starts this upcoming weekend as well. So um, Rowdy, five shows for Port Royal within a week. Um, Saturday, uh, the fair opener. Monday, the Labor Day Classic. Uh, the day race there, and then, of course, the three nights leading up to the Tuscarora 50. So that's kind of what's going on around here, um, trying to get back to the racetrack. Um, it looks like I'll be, I'll be at Big Diamond Saturday, or Sunday night, um, making sure every, trying to make sure everything arrangements work out. And, uh, you know, you'll be at Darlington, and when you're at Darlington, I'll be at Big Diamond, so we'll both be at a racetrack at the same time. Glad for you, Kyle. I know you're looking forward to it. But, guys, everybody at uh, – Daytona International Speedway, thanks. It was a great time. Russell Brennan, his whole staff, you didn't have to want for nothing. Everything we needed was there. He, a lot of driver access. It, it was really, truly, Kyle, pretty good. A lot of announcements made that I'm going to be downloading on YouTube and some on TikTok. So follow and subscribe to those pages. I don't do a whole lot on Facebook, Kyle, because if you do, I get thousands on other sites, social sites, and go to Facebook, and you get two or three likes. So I just use it for an old directory to store away. Looking forward to Darlington, Kyle. That's uh, going to be a fast turnaround, and uh, Darlington is always a great place to watch a race and see the most incredible sunsets in turn uh, three and four. Until next Monday night. We're going to grab this all back on Thursday night. It's Monday morning, Thursday night. I'm still driving delirious. Hey, if I didn't get by and see you at Daytona, I'm sorry it rained. It's hard to see everybody. I was sitting in the fan zone. Doing what we do, Kyle. So I wasn't hard to find. Till Thursday night. Let that light shine.